Have I been talking about Rogers that much? Is this something that I've been doing? To- was always the ice cream truck coming to town. I run inside. Mom, can I get some money? I want to get ice cream. Ice cream. The good humor. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it. And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, the great Bambino, and Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Thursday to you. Happy almost Friday to you. And it is the uh, starting lineup. We're live on the air for only about 18, 19 minutes or so now as the uh, St. Louis Cardinals will be uh, kicking us off uh, shortly here at 11 to 20 to begin uh, the uh, pregame show start for uh, today's uh, game. And uh, we'll Talk as much as we can here on uh, the uh, show, but then we'll switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast and get into things more over there because there is a lot to talk about here on uh, this uh, Thursday. Uh, we'll be hitting up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball that happened uh, last night. We'll be uh, talking about our usual local sports as uh, we'll see what happened on the local diamond and uh, the get you set for the schedule today on the outdoor sports, weather permitting, mm-hmm. of course, uh, there. And uh, we'll get to the high school polls who just came out yesterday and see where our area teams stack up there. And we'll also check in on the NFL as week was week three. Yeah. Week three kicking off uh, tonight with the Giants and 49ers. But that's not what everyone wants to talk about around here. Everyone wants to talk about the Chicago Bears. You just heard it in the intro. What the heck's going on in Champaign? What the heck's going on at Hallis Hall with the Chicago Bears? A lot of drama there yesterday, both on and off the mm-hmm. field. And so uh, we'll be diving deeper into that in the uh, podcast where we can uh, dive that more freely. So uh, stick around for that. And, of course, we got area coaches to get to as well. We got Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates, and we got uh, Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts talking about their matchups tomorrow evening and last week's games as well. So that's all coming up on the show, and the majority of the show will be taking place in the podcast. So make sure you download that wherever you find your favorite pods. But uh, we'll start off here. No time for fancy imaging or anything. We don't have a lot of time here on the live show. So uh, I wanted to point out, Travis, it's been a while since we've had to be knocked off the air. Yeah, it has been a hot minute. 
So it'll feel a little bit weird. Yeah, it does. But Especially on a Thursday. Usually it's Wednesdays. Usually it is. But uh, four game setter this time around with the uh, Peru crew. And uh, speaking of our two area teams, and uh, speaking of uh, the Cardinals, they uh, fell last night 8-2 to two against uh, the uh, Brewers as Josh Donaldson was the one who kind of uh, sparked the Brewers yep. and got him going. Three-run homer in the very first inning, and it was on from there as Milwaukee pulled it out 8-2. to two. Last night, after a day after, we celebrated the elimination of the Cardinals from a playoff contention yep. there. So, uh, sorry, we couldn't be any help. Uh, Thompson took the loss. Uh, Hauser, he got the win on the mound there for Milwaukee. Well, we couldn't help ourselves, Travis, and we'll talk about it's that true. in a little bit. That's true. Thompson only went five innings. He gave up those uh, four runs and uh, five hits as well. And then uh, Lawrence came in, and he pitched a couple innings and gave up four more runs later on in the uh, ninth mm-hmm. there. So uh, Milwaukee picking up uh, the uh, dub. And uh, like you said there, Eric, I uh, couldn't help yourselves because couldn't beat the Pirates. Pirates win this one, 13-2-7, high-scoring affair uh, between these two. You had Pirates had an early lead, yep. Cubs came back, and I think there was another grand slam in this one. Yep. And then uh, the now. Pirates ended up uh, coming back again yep. and getting them 13-7. Yep, and uh, I think you can officially end Justin Steele's uh, Cy Young bid. Three innings, eight hits, six runs. Yeah. Not a good night for Mr. Steele, so – yeah, it's not not a good outing uh, for him. And you know the the other night with the pitching performance that Blake Snell had, I think that pretty much mm-hmm. would wrap it up uh, for him. But yep. uh, Steele was kind of out there of a distant contender. But yeah, I think after a couple outings that he's had recently and last night's outing for sure, I would think that closes the book there. I would agree. Also, I, I want to point this out since we're talking Cubs real quick, Travis. And that is uh, Pete Crow Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Nine at-bats, no hits, five strikeouts. Hmm. Uh, made some great catches in the outfield. I'll take yeah. that. Maybe it's but, just taking him a little bit to get used to the big leagues. And not in the middle of a playoff race. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd, you'd hope that that's yeah. not. Not an issue there. But, yeah, the pitching last night for the Cubs was what did them in. I mean, you know, Steele giving up six runs. You're not expecting that. Leiter gave up three. Um, Palencia gave up two. Uh, just uh, a, a bad night for, for most of the Cubs pitchers. Right, yeah, and it's tough to see against the Pirates. Cubs again yep. struggling against teams they probably shouldn't. So. You know a thing or two about that. Yeah, we do. Uh, fortunately, and we're the and team that everyone should beat. With that now, Travis, we are a game and a half back of the Diamondbacks. Let's see. I don't. I don't understand this on the standings right now. Yeah, it almost looks like ESPN doesn't have it updated correctly. Because I mean, Philly There's three wild cards, right? Three wild cards, but for some reason they have the Cubs one and a half back. Yeah. So. I don't know how that could change like that overnight. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, it, I would presume that it would be the Marlins would be only a half game back now of of you guys. They lost last night, too, yep. against the Mets. So, I guess that's one thing that seems like everybody was yes. losing except we for the Diamondbacks. Half game back. Half game up? Half game up. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
It's all right. Cincinnati's a game. Giants are three, and the Do- uh, Padres are four and a half. All right, that's a, definitely a typo. Seven on, straight wins for the Padres, Travis. Yeah, look at them go. Eight and two in their last ten. And who do they get next? Uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals. <laughs> in San Diego. Oh, boy. That's, oh, Travis, can you do us one thing and beat the Padres? I don't want them getting back in this race. <laughs> we can't barely beat We can't even beat the Brewers. Oh, if they sweep the Cardinals, Travis, and are a game and a half back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I, I was kind of discounting them yesterday. So maybe, maybe not. They are taking care of business against teams that they should. Like the Rockies, they yep. won three to two. I mean, their number is night. six, by the way. Their elimination number is six, mm. so they don't have a whole lot of of wiggle room. Right, I like that. They have the countdown yep. to the elimination. The only one still in play, Travis, in the AL wild card is obviously you know Toronto, Seattle, Texas. They're all tied, and then uh, the Yankees, Travis. Their elimination number is three, and the Red Sox is one. So. Technically, the Yankees and the uh, the Red Sox can still make the playoffs, possibly. On ESPN, they already have the E next to Boston's name. Nope, not officially. Not officially. It's one game. Hmm. So we already see that there's some issues and problems. Now, in the, in the wild card, or in the, the American League East, they're eliminated. Well, I'm but sure, yeah. not in the wild card yet. One and a half out, I'm sure. Yep. But join us. It's fine. The water's water's fine here. Jump right in. You can yep. start your off season early. Minnesota, by the way, golf the trips and vacation. Magic, magic number down to one for the Twins to clinch. The yeah, because they are up uh, nine mm-hmm. on the Guardians currently right now. Brewers is four. Mm-hmm. Magic number is four. Ugh. Uh, speaking of the Twins, they did take care of the Reds last night. Again, a 5-2-3, a despite Hunter Green striking out 14 twin batters. But a rally in Minnesota or in Cincinnati from Minnesota. And uh, the Royals took down the Guardians, helping them out. 6-2 to two was the final there. And Kansas City sweeps them. They don't even deserve, the Guardians don't deserve the division if they get swept by the Royals. That's true. 72 and 81, and the Guardians are in second place. I will point out something, Travis, and then I'll get off my Cubs soapbox here. <laughs> okay. You want to know the reason why the Cubs are not going to make the postseason? Why? Because the Cardinals have a better record against 500 teams than the Cubs. Hmm. The Cubs That's are 38 good. and 44 against teams that are 500 or above. The Cardinals are 40 and 55. So, yes, the Cardinals have a better record against teams that are above 500. Hmm. Maybe something to hang your hat on. I guess. There, I guess. I mean, you're not as bad <laughs> as Pittsburgh. They're 32 and 60. Oof. That's rough. Yeah. Rough there. Uh, speaking of a team that's in uh, the thick of it, they're in uh, the wild card is uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, they won five straight now. And Corbin Carroll, 25th homer of the season and also 50th stolen base. As well, and of the year. Diamondbacks seven to one over the uh, Giants. Padres are closing in, and they're closing in on overtaking the Giants. They're on the mm-hmm. wild card race after all. Giants fading ever so slightly. Uh, the Rangers in the uh, AL wild card. They beat the Red Sox fifteen to two oh five, and four homers despite a four nothing deficit. Rangers come back to win there. 
the uh, Phillies topped the Braves a 6-2-0-5. Uh, Castellanos, he goes big, uh, big there in the extra innings win, 6-5. So the Phillies two and a half up in the wild card. Uh, both teams in the AL East at the top lost. The Astros beat them 2-1. to one. Uh, Baltimore, that is. And the... Uh, Let's see. I lost them. The um, who's the other team? The Rays. They lost. They lost last night mm-hmm. to the Angels. Eight to three was the final there. And uh, the Blue Jays also are coming in hot. They're coming in strong. They're uh, in that Sega Wild Card spot right now. They are currently on a five-game winning streak, six to one over the Yankees last night. And let's see, any other races that I didn't mention? Uh, Seattle, they won 6-3 to three over the A's uh, to try to keep pace with the Astros in the uh, West. Still half game out are the Rangers and Mariners there in the West. Um, but I think that was all of the playoff races mm-hmm. from uh, last night. A lot of afternoon baseball or only a couple of games here in the afternoon. We got the Cardinals coming up here with Milwaukee. Wade Miley. Going for the Brew Crew and Miles Michaelis going for the Cardinals in a few minutes uh, here on uh, 98.9. So stick around, coming at you in yep. uh, real soon. Uh, the Angels there against the Rays in the afternoon. Uh, Eflin going for Tampa. Uh, the uh, Braves, Freed, Max Freed going for them against the Nationals. Blue Jays finishing up with the Yankees. Yankees throwing out Garrett Cole. Tonight, uh, Barrios going for Toronto. Uh, Rodriguez going for Baltimore as uh, they're matching up with the uh, Guardians. Uh, the Mets, they're starting a series with the uh, Phillies of Suarez and Peterson in that pitching matchup. The uh, Pirates and the Cubs uh, tonight at 640. Kyle Hendricks on the bump for the Cubbies. And Oviedo going for the uh, Pirates there. And the Tigers matching up with the A's. And the Giants matching up with the Dodgers in that rivalry game there for late night, 9-10 start time. I, I think, Travis, we will be uh, knocked out of the uh, the lead of the wild card by the end of the night. By the end of the night? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you might, but... We we thought that we, that the Cubs had so much hope. So did I, but they can't. They can't. They're just stumbling down the stretch. They they're absolutely falling apart here at the end of the month. I mean, what happened to that? We looked at the playoff. I know outlook, the playoff crystal ball. Yeah, and they said ninety nine percent. Yep, chance of making the postseason. Yep, and then now it's in danger. It, it, it's not in danger, Travis. It's gone. I think. I think so. I it think is, you're being. It is gone. I think you're being a little too down. Oh no. On the Cubs. I'm. I'm being what I need to be, Travis. <laughs> I guess you're sure. Uh, your old fandom. Yep. Coming up here because it's what the, the Cubs used to do, I guess. Yes. Uh, the Marlins. They got a series coming up. They got the day off today, but they're up against uh, the Brewers, Mets, Pirates. Their final three series of the season uh, there. So, by the way, Travis, we have been in a position to be in the wild card and be a wild card team since August 11th. 
Mm. It has been more than a month straight. We have been in position to be a wild card team. Mm, it's been quite a while. And now it's going to fall apart. Yeah, it's all fading, fading down the stretch. Fading. Uh, the Padres, they got the Cardinals like, coming up for a series there in San Diego, and then they're on the road to uh, San Francisco, and they're at the White Sox to close out the season. I mean, to be fair, we're not fading as bad as the Giants. Yeah, that's true. They are. They've completely disappeared. The Diamondbacks, they got the Yankees for a series this weekend, and then they're at the White Sox, and they're also against the Astros as well. So, Yeah, it's – I mean, it's – it's going to come down, I think. You know, I want to hope, Travis, that we can beat the Pirates. And then I want to hope that we can beat the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And if we can't, then said than done. we don't deserve to be in the postseason. I mean, yeah, to be fair, that's that's true. Because you can't go, like I said, weeks and weeks ago, you can't go into your final six games against the Brewers and the Braves needing to win five of six. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna right. happen. Yeah, that was a that was a huge uh, sweep by the Diamondbacks. Yep. Uh, over last weekend. Yep. I mean that was just killer. Mm-hmm. And we gotta face them again. <laughs> right. Yep. Next week. So, uh, but first you gotta finish up with the Pirates, and then to take on the Rockies, and yep. then you got the Braves, Braves and the Brewers, the Brewers to uh, close out the uh, season. So. That's the upcoming schedule for Chicago, and it looks like we're running out of time here on the uh, show, but stick around for the uh, podcast. Again, we still got more to uh, dive into uh, there. We got the NFL week number three uh, kicking off uh, tonight, but the drama with the uh, Bears and defensive coordinator Justin Fields saying stuff and then like he does in the pocket he backpedaled later on in the day and so we'll we'll explore everything that's going on there we'll take a look at some local sports some local football of course it's a Thursday so we got to check in on those polls and see where our local teams stack up in the AP polls on football and we'll also get to our area coaches as well with uh, coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and coach Hefner there from the FEM Hearts to talk about their matchups this weekend and talk about their matchups last week as well. And I think that's that's all I got. Got it covered yeah. for the uh, podcast uh, portion because we're about to get kicked off. And of course, uh, tomorrow uh, we'll be uh, hitting hard with the uh, preview of the week number five yes, of the high school. It season schedule so we'll dive deep into those uh, matchups saying we got pick them tomorrow we got nascar pick them as well coming up for you tomorrow as well so uh don't forget just uh download the podcast yeah fgmradio.com where you can listen to the starting lineup wherever you download podcasts whether that be apple or spotify or i don't know where else you download podcasts at but wherever you two, do it. Those are the two main ones yeah. and uh, the website, of course, as Go well. Go and do it, <laughs> and we'll be talking more uh, about locally what what we have going on. And I'm going to rant about the polls. Stick around for that. Ooh, uh, a rant incoming for Eric. But enjoy Cardinal Baseball coming up right now.
Welcome back in. Welcome into overtime of the uh, start and lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And we still got more stuff to uh, get into and uh, talk about. All about the uh, crazy Wednesday that happened there at the uh, Chicago Bears and Hallis Hall and what did and didn't happen with the rumor, rumors and Inyendo and all that. So we'll get into that in the high school polls as well. And hear from Coach Watkins and uh, Coach Hefner from the Pirates and the Hearts as well. So uh, did you uh, make up a sports center today, or did you remember that we only had a 20-minute show? I did, Travis. You did? Yeah. All right. So I don't want your hard work okay. to go for naught. Well, thank you. So what do we'll, you got for a sports center? Well, we'll do condensed versions. How's that? Sure. Blues begin training camp today. Mm-hmm. There's that. Yeah, hockey right around the corner. St. Louis City uh, drew with LAFC. They'll take on Minnesota on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Fire lost to Columbus 3-0. They host New England on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pacers are in trade talks with Buddy Heald after they couldn't come to uh, an agreement on a new contract. So, Okay. Your Rams traded Cam Akers to the Vikings. I did see that. For a sixth-round draft pick. Yep, have fun in Minnesota. Hopefully they can use you better than we did. Or or maybe they'll get cut after a year. Because wouldn't it be nice if the Vikings had a good running back? Yeah, it would be. That, you know, was already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, w- it would be cool. It would have been one. nice, right? Yeah. Uh, the Raiders placed Chandler Jones on non-football il- illness list. Mm-hmm. So he's there. Um, we talked about the Browns re-signed Kareem Hunt to fill in for... Um, yep. Chubb. Um, Ravens are dealing with a blow to their backfield as Justice Hill suffered a toe injury. They'll keep him out of Sunday's game with the Colts, possibly. Hmm. Um, there's that. The Bruins have a new leader. They announced that uh, Marshan is the 27th captain in franchise history. It's, it's captain season. It's starting it to get closer to the NHL it season, is. so everybody renaming captains because they got to replace them. And Nick and- Saban, Travis. Mm-hmm. is taking notice of another college football coach this season. Yeah. Alabama's head coach on Wednesday said that he has tremendous amount of respect for Deion Sanders. The of Hall course. of Fame cornerback is in his first season as a Buffalo's coach, led the team to a 3-0 record, and Saban noted that while he hasn't seen all of Colorado's games, Sanders has done a good job teaching them to play with discipline. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he hasn't seen all their games. Yeah. And I'm glad that Dion's shown them the discipline of, you know, having family members send death threats. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Dion, Dion came out and denied, or didn't deny, and he said, him "Don't do that," which is fine. I was just trying to have a little fun, Travis. I'm sorry, <laughs> I won't do that again. Well, you know, we we talk about death threats and someone getting knocked out of a game. Yeah. Well, if that's the the spot there, um, but. Let's see. Um. I just I just think it's kind of funny on uh, on X now formerly Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, some Colorado uh, podcast. I don't know if they were just trolling or or whatnot, but uh, they were. Uh, it got caught on by and made fun of by some of the rest of the X universe of uh, the this podcast for the Buffaloes. They uh, praised uh, Dion for. Uh, playing loud music in the uh, practice for Colorado and something else that he did. And it just goes to show you uh, Dion's uh, attention to detail. 
it's like everybody does that. Everybody blares loud yes. music when they're going to yes. go into a, a loud environment. The, the thing is, Travis, this is the first time anyone's actually reading stuff on the, on Colorado. The, this is why. the first time they're discovering college yeah. football. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know they did that in college football out in Colorado. Newsflash. Yep. Everybody pumps loud music in when you go into a hostile environment. And then the next thing that people are going to say that Dion invented the forward pass. He did. My goodness. Ask him. Um, also Travis uh, real quickly uh, autopsy has revealed that the man who died after being punched at the Patriots game Mm -hmm. suffered from a medical issue he did not die from a traumatic injury now the cause of death remains undetermined pending further study but it was not due to being punched Mm. so I take back what I said about the fan who punched him but still don't punch each other in the stands yeah no it's no good. Alrighty. That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Uh, so uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports before we uh, get into that uh, Chicago Bears wacky Wednesday that they had. Uh, in the uh, local sports world, it was in high school baseball. It was a St. Anthony taking down a Woodlawn by the final of 11-2-1 here as uh, St. Anthony put up a six spot on the top of the second inning, and then Woodlawn got a run back, but then St. Anthony had a run in the third and three more in the fourth and finished things off there in the top of the sixth there for their 11th run there as it was Tegler getting the win for the uh, Bulldogs, he went three innings, giving up a couple hits, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts. A lot of RBIs uh, credited here for the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, Repke had a home run and three RBIs to lead the way. Uh, Will Fearday, he had uh, two RBIs. Uh, it was uh, Larson, Brock Fearday, and Link having an RBI as well for St. Anthony and another win for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. It was also Tatopoulos victorious over Wednesday's two straws by the final of a 10-3. As it was Tatopoulos picking up runs in the second and third. Windsor got one back in the top of the fourth. But that's Tatopoulos really started to pour it on. Two in the bottom of the fourth inning and then six more in the bottom of the fifth. Windsor did put up a couple more runs in the sixth and seventh. But that was it for the Hatchets. It was Boris getting the win on the mound for the Shoes. He went five in a third inning. Three hits, two runs. One of them was earned and eight strikeouts. And um, Manhart got the loss for Windsor as he went four innings, giving up six hits, four runs, three earned, and no strikeouts there. Offensively, they were led by Holscher, who had three RBIs in this one. We had Boris pick up a pair of RBIs as well as Zia Niebergi as well, two RBIs. Gaddis Warman and Emma Niebergi with one RBI there. And Topless picking up the dub there. The only two games that happened yesterday in a boys golf in a senior day a matchup for the Hearts as it was FEM winning over Sullivan by the final of 1-58 and Sullivan shot a 185 there as it was Max Seacrest who had a low score of 38 there for the Hearts and uh, Trab also had a 38 as well. Uh, Brent Bushu was the low man for Sullivan with a 39. And it was also modern day with a victory over Fallon and Chrysal Rock in golf as well. In a girls golf, it was also FEM taking down a Sullivan by the final of 174 to 188. 
there as it was Elena Niebergi with the low score of 42, the medalist for that match. In a soccer yesterday, it was Mount Zion over Decatur St. Teresa 7-0 and Danville over Argenta 5-2. And that was it for the schedule for yesterday. The uh, schedule for uh, today, hopefully the uh, games don't get rained out here in uh, the outdoor sports, but in baseball, it's topless supposed to host Altamont today. Uh, the uh, finale of the EIC tournament is uh, supposed to happen later on today and tonight as they're going to be playing both these games at Greenville University and the three-seed Mulberry Grove taking on the four-seed Ramsey at 415. And then in the nightcap at 7 o'clock under the lights, it's CHBC and Brownstown matchup, and that's the one versus two, both these teams won their previous game, so that's the championship game uh, tonight. In a volleyball, no worry about rainouts here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully no leaks in the gym. Yeah, that's true. St. <laughs> Anthony going to Patoka, St. Elmo hosting Yoga, North Clay, Clay City at South Central, Mulberry Grove at CHBC, Mattoon hosting FEM, Charleston at Muhammad, and Taylorville at Lincoln. Argenta at Tri-County, Arcola hosting Villa Grove, Arthur at Ocot Valley, Sullivan at Unity Christian, uh, Lawrenceville at Newton, Olney hosting Edwards County, Casey at Mount Carmel, Marshall at Robinson, Paris hosting Oblong, uh, Tuscola at Warrensburg Latham, A&M at Sullivan, Shelbyville hosting St. T, Clinton at Macon Meridian, Staunton at Vandalia, Hillsborough at North Mac, or Hillsborough hosting North Mac, Greenville at Carlinville, Litchfield at Pena, and Piasol hosting a Gillespie. In a boys in golf today, Casey's at FEM, Muhammad Seymour at the Pontiac Scramble, uh, Oblong hosting a Marshall, Pena, Sandoval. They're at Greenville. And North Mac hosting Carlinville. And girls golf at St. Anthony FEM. They're at Mattoon. That's going to be played at Meadowview today. Charleston, Mount Zion, Decatur Eisenhower at Paris. Shelbyville, Hillsboro, Litchfield at Pena. Vandalia hosting Greenville, Roxanne, and Hillsboro. And we have some co-ed matches today too as well. Rain out tomorrow. At Ramsey, Topless, Shelbyville at Tuscola, Jerseyville hosting Staunton and Litchfield. Full slate for the soccer schedule today. You got Newton at St. Anthony, Robinson at Altamont, Topless at Centralia, Mattoon hosting Charleston in the Coles County Clash on the soccer pitch. Muhammad Seymour at Taylorville, Olney hosting Mount Carmel, Vandalia at Greenville, as well as some of the matchups. Cross country, St. Anthony and uh, Hudsonville, they're at Newton. Uh, Central A&M is hosting Clinton and Pena. And in tennis, Mount Zion at St. Anthony. Olney hosting FEM. Mattoon at Charleston. Rochester hosting at Taylorville. Paris at Mount Carmel. Newton at Shelbyville. And East Wood River is at Vandalia today as well. Hopefully. Hopefully. Weather permitting. It's not raining right now, it looks like. As we speak on this recording. So that's good. All right. So let's uh, move right along and let's move right along to uh, some high school football. We had talked about the uh, playoff picture as we entered week five. And uh, now it's time. Well, you know what time it is. Time, time for, for the, the polls. It's time to look at the AP a top 10. And see where our area teams uh, stack up. In uh, Class 1A, Lena Winslow is still at uh, number one. They got all 12 first-place votes there in uh, 1A. 
Uh, and that's not a single area team yeah. in a 1A. No. Shows up in the uh, top 10. And Casey is getting uh, four votes in the others, other receiving votes category. Well, that's good at least. There. And Fulton is uh, not ranked, but they're 2-2. Two and two. They were not ranked. They jumped into the polls. Yeah. At number 10. Yeah. At 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Eric's you know how favorite. I feel about that. I so. do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in a class two way, that's where we see uh, number one row Forsyth again holding on to the top spot, and uh, not a lot has uh, changed here. Uh, still, the top six where they were last week. Uh, Knoxville went up a spot. They traded with Rockridge there, and uh, Shelbyville also goes up one spot as well. This from ten to number nine there this weekend. Uh, Bismarck Henny comes in at number ten. Shelbyville and them flopped spots mm -hmm. there and others receiving votes category Pena knocking on the door there as Bismarck Kenny had 13 votes and Pena had 12 votes so they're right there um, and modern days receiving a vote yep. um, Farmington I think plays an area team or two Nashville receiving four votes yep. as well and former Effingham uh, playoff eliminated uh, Bishop Mack Yep, Call they are. To or to, yeah, to do Yep, one vote for Bishop Mac mm -hmm. there, and then in a three A, Eric's long distance team, yes. Byron. Byron still number one again. A nine first place votes. Four straight weeks on beast mode. Yep. Gonna get five this week. Montini still at number two. Uh, St. Joe Ogden is up at number three now. Uh, Princeton jumps to a number four. Wilmington jumps to five. Uh, Tolona Unity was tied for seventh last week, so they moved up to a six. Olympia is at a seven. Uh, Dupec, they fell to a number eight as they were tied for seventh last week. Mm -hmm. And Williamsville, with their first loss of the season, they fall all the way from three to number nine there. And Roxana stays put there at number 10. And uh, Greenville is receiving six or eight votes. They're just missing out on the polls. And Mount Carmel receiving two votes as well in 3A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. And uh, in uh, 4A, uh, Rochester still holding strong at a number one as they got quite a few Votes ahead of number two team IC Catholic, and uh, they still at number two. Morris at number three still. Richmond Burton still at four. Uh, Mount Zion, uh, they are still at number six there, holding strong. And uh, Carterville jumped up a spot to number seven. Uh, Murfreesboro is there at uh, number eight. They jumped up a spot. And uh, St. Lawrence was not ranked, but now they are at number 10 mm -hmm. there. And uh, Bree Central. They received a vote. All right. In 4A. <laughs> and uh, let's see. In uh, 5A, still number one, Prairie Ridge. They're receiving nine first place votes. Sycamore received a first place vote. And Joliet Catholic is number three. Uh, they received the two first place votes there. Um, let's see. And Muhammad Seymour receiving 10 votes. Yep. There. Uh, Antioch jumping up into the polls, mm -hmm. at number ten. There, Peoria fell as uh, they're two and two. They should fall. They fell from four to eight. They should fall. Yeah, Muhammad, like I said, with ten, Marion has five votes. They'll see uh, Mattoon 
to end the year. Mm-hmm. And Highland with five vo- votes as well. Yep, they just beat the Green Wave mm-hmm. in 5A. Yep. So, there you go. There you go. By the way, East St. Louis at 2-2 two and two is still number one in 6 They're number one. Wondering. They're back at number one. Back at number one, 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. There's seven 4-0 teams, Travis, and they're number one. Yeah. Right. Uh, Again, Texas. It's just a popularity contest. Texas. That's all it is. That's all I got to say. Texas. Where they know high school football. They do. They uh, they put uh, colleges to shame there with their high school they stadiums. That, it's not that, just a field. It's a stadium. Yeah. That was kind of – it sounded like I was saying a joke. I wasn't. I was being uh, honest. Oh, I thought you were joking. No. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, so we'll keep continuing with the uh, high school football trending. We'll get to our two area coaches here. Uh, Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland Pirates. Eric caught up with him, and I caught up with uh, Coach Hefner of the Hearts. So we'll get to those uh, two guys right now. Eric Fry, happy to be joined by Coach Watkins of the Cumberland Pirates here on the starting lineup. And, uh, Coach, big win on Friday night over Villa Grove. I know you were happy uh, with the, the team offensively. No turnovers. That had to be a good feeling on Friday night. It was a great feeling. Um, I felt like it was our most complete game, you know, we really played all year. And um, throughout the season, we've been looking for progress and, you know, growth and everything. And, um, the first three weeks, we necessarily didn't get that. I mean, I think we got better, but we, you know, we're still making the same mistakes. And it was nice to see us actually, um, you know, practice what we've been preaching and, and talking about the turnovers and the, and the penalties and that kind of stuff, and not having any. And, and you know, I honestly feel like that was the, kind of the difference in the game. And talk to me real quick about your defense as well on Friday night. Only giving up second, seven points uh, to a very good Villa Grove offense that had been, you know, putting up 25, 35, 19 heading into that game. Uh, the defense really stepped up for you on Friday night as well. Yeah, they've been playing real well all season. Um, probably don't give them enough credit, but yeah, they, they did a really good job um, playing. We had a good good kind of game plan and executed it. Um, and it doesn't hurt whenever I think, you know, looking back, we had the ball 38 out of the 48 minutes. So, um, offensively, so the defense kind of, you know, had to play, you know, eight or ten minutes there, which that, you know, that makes it easier on them, too. So I was kind of joking with Coach Alt, who called the defense. I said, we're going to have to give him a, a pay cut, you know, because he didn't have to have to coach that much that night. So it was nice. Yeah, and one of the big deciding points in that game was the end of the third quarter, that big drive the Pirates went on, I think, ate up 11 minutes and 15 seconds, uh, 82 yards, ended up resulting in a Blake McMeekin touchdown. Uh, how important was being able to sustain that drive? Because we haven't seen that a whole lot out of the Pirates. It's been, you know, quick hit and touchdowns, or it's been, unfortunately, turnovers. How important was it to drain and milk that clock as much as you did heading into that fourth quarter? Oh, I think it was critical. Again, you kind of alluded to, you know, them our defense playing well. And again, if they if the other team's offense doesn't have the ball, you know, they can't score. So it was really nice. And you know, we were able to just get three, four, five, six yards at a time. And um, when you're doing that, you know, if you have a mistake, that kind of sets you back. And we we're able to avoid having the mistakes and just, like I said, getting three, four, five, um, six yards at a time. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, Blake might have, you know, broke one for eight or 10 or 12, but it was just a methodical drive. And with no mistakes and we held on to the ball and we, you know, we were able to change the snap counts and kind of get them to jump here and there and just a, a really, really nice drive kind of to, kind of to seal the game. 
And coach, now that we are through week four of the season, is it harder to kind of throw wrinkles into your offensive game plan? You know, everyone kind of has has tape or seen what you've done thus far this season. Is it important to still keep adding a couple wrinkles here and there to what, what you run offensively? Absolutely, yeah. We do that every year, uh, mm-hmm. or every week, I'm sorry. And a lot of it's just based on what you see on film. You know, each week you have a new opponent, you're going to see different defenses, different, you know, types of kids playing at different spots. And, you know, you're going to try to exploit some things and add some things that um, you think that that will be beneficial or, 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 you know, good for your team. So, yeah, we're, we're continue each week to put in something different. It might be a formation. It might be a different play. Um, but, yeah, I think it's important to do that to kind of and also keep the other teams kind of kind of guessing as well. And speaking of other teams, this Friday night, Cumberland will host Arthur entering at 4-0. Their offense has looked very good this season. Closest game they've had was against Villa Grove back in Week 2. That's the only time that they've been uh, at the end of a game you know, within seven points. And I said it earlier this week, Coach, on the starting lineup, that who would have thought you take out a U of I commit? And I think this Arthur offense is even better than they were with Fagan the past couple of years. Tell me, what are you thinking entering Friday night's game? Um, they're, they're a good team. They're very good. They've got, you know, skill kids all over the place. Their line's really big and they move well. Um, they've got a nice quarterback back there. Um, he was a wide receiver for him and running back last year and he's converted to quarterback and, um, Jace Parsons and, and he's good. You know, he's not like a Caden Fagan, obviously, but he's, he's six two, 190 pounds and moves really well for his size. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some other, other nice pieces with them, but, but they're big up front. Uh, they move well. They've got nice skill kids. And the thing is, when you're playing this offense, it's kind of it's a wing T or double wing offense out of gun. And there's so much deception going on. You know, the ball fake here and then ball fake here. And then this guy's got the ball. So we've got to be real sound uh, fundamentally at reading our keys. Um, so just their offense concerns me. And defensively, they're, like I said, they're big up front too. And they fly around to the ball. Um, so we're going to have to, you know, just play assignment sound football and come ready to play Friday. And how important, Coach, is this game being played at Cumberland? How, do you think that helps you being the fact that it's home? Yes, I think so. I mean, it's, you know, we've talked about this before, but anytime you don't have to get on a bus, I know Arthur's, you know, 45 minutes an hour away, but still, you know, you don't have to get on that bus, you don't have to drive and just kind of getting in the routine of, of home and I mean, I think any coach would tell you they'd much rather, you know, play at home than away. So Mm -hmm. I think it it is an advantage. And I think, you know, um, we've been on the road a couple times. And I know with the exception of Sullivan, you know, they were just probably a better team. But it just feels better just to play at home. I think we play better at home, too. All right, Coach. Well, we will see you Friday night and wish you the best of luck. We'll talk to you after the game. Okay. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Travis Sparks here with FEM head coach Brett Hefner, and you guys won 42 to 21 over Mattoon last week, and it was uh, good to get back on the right track, and it was uh, good to get the first one in the conference as well. Yeah, you know we needed a, we needed a good performance, um, and ended up especially in the second half. I thought cleaned a lot of things up, did a number of things right in the first half, but did a number of things just stupid and. and Stuff that doesn't lead to winning, and, and I thought we did a pretty good job of eliminating that in the second half. And in the previous weekend, even after the game, we talked about uh, getting back to uh, playing FEM football. You think that that was a step in the right direction on Friday night? You still feel that way? Yeah, I think it was. We got some things that we just got to still got to get cleaned up. You know, just some dumb penalties, and then uh, defensively, 
we our run fits were very poor at times, and that's going to have to get fixed. And uh, you guys started off the game well. They turned it over on their first possession, and so you turned a short field into six points there and uh, got on the board early. Seven. Yeah, nine. yeah, it was good to see. You know, we worked that every week. You know, uh, Wednesday's our turnover turnover circuit day, and uh, so it was good to see that play out in the game and take advantage of it. And then uh, they had a long drive going, but then uh, that didn't end up leading into anything, but they eventually got back on the board and ended up tying it up there in the first quarter with uh, the receiver kind of got behind the defense there and tied it up. Yeah, we just, again, we had some stuff in that first half that was just frustrating. Like, we, it was like we couldn't get out of our own way, you know, misplaying balls or not playing a ball in the air or, you know, penalty to extend a drive, you know, stuff like yeah. that that was, that was frustrating. And then in the second quarter, the points were really a flying 35 combined points between uh, both of you guys. But you actually had the lead at one point. It was 21 to 7, I think, and then uh, turnover. But uh, you guys turned it over right back uh, there. So that could have been a big moment. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was frozen. Like I said, I thought, I thought, I thought it, at worst it should have been 28-7 at half. You know, um, and then you're in there. You know, 28-21. You're like, gosh darn, we're in, you know we're in a dogfight here. And, um, you know, even though you're still fortunate to be up, you're upset because you you think you should be up more. And then uh, you had uh, in those couple of touchdowns that you had uh, by uh, Gillum and uh, then Weldon, uh, but that Weldon touchdown was set up by that 50 yard pass to uh, Colton Webb uh, there that kind yeah, of set up that yeah, touchdown. Yeah, big play. Big. Uh, you know, we, we, that's the first time we've been able to hit him uh, getting down the field. Uh, you know, he did a nice job executing that play. So hopefully, that's something we can build on too. And then there was a second half adjustments by uh, both teams. Only uh, two scores in the entire second half there. So uh, both teams had a defense of adjustments there after all those points in the second quarter. Yeah, you know, and, and, and the big thing for us that I was happy, you know, at that point we had pretty good control of the game. I uh, didn't really want to do anything stupid and had kind of settled in and were playing defensively and finished out the game kind of the way we wanted to. Yeah, and then uh, also I uh, mentioned it on, on Friday night, but uh, Gillum with uh, three rushing touchdowns, and he needed a bounce-back performance after the the modern-day game, I thought. And uh, so he used his legs to his advantage and had a couple of nice scrambles as well. Yeah, and it's tough because we need to run him, but but anytime you do that, you're putting putting your quarterback in harm's way, you know. And uh, but but something that we got to take advantage of. And uh, you got the the win against the Green Wave, and it was uh, their homecoming. And now you uh, travel back to Coles County to take on uh, Charleston, who's a uh, three and one, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is their homecoming as well. Yeah, it is. You know, they're much improved. I knew they were going to be really good going into this year. I I thought last year I'd tell anybody that would listen. You know, they had so many kids coming back. Number one, and then after our game with them, our game with them last year was kind of the outlier for them. That we won it fairly easily. You look after yeah. our game; they won four straight and even beat Mount Zion. You know, and they have a ton of those kids back. They make the coaching change. Coach Halsey's back with them, uh, who's had a ton of success there. And you can tell a difference in watching them on film. They're very physical, very confident, very fundamental, uh, and very well coached. Right, yeah, and Coach Halsey uh, there now, and then also they made a switch at uh, quarterback. You know, Spore. I think was the quarterback yeah. last year in the game, and now it's a bond setter. Yeah, uh, there's going to be. Yeah, they've got sport. The yeah, they've got sport uh, tailback. Um, you know, he's doing a nice job uh, running the football and playing linebacker for him. So uh, we'll have our hands full. 
And also being uh, two and two at this point in the season, uh, week five still uh, having to face those other tough teams in the conference. So all these games become uh, bigger now, especially being at two and two. Yeah, you know, and I said that uh, you know those last two those two games, you know, I hope they don't come back to bite us. You know, we'll worry about this one and and go from there. But uh, yeah, that's a big one for us. All right, coach. Well, we'll talk to you on uh, Friday night. Hopefully, after another win. Thanks for joining us. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate those two uh, gentlemen uh, for hopping on uh, the uh, program, and we'll be uh, diving more into uh, the Week 5 uh, matchups in high school football on tomorrow's program. All right, so the only thing uh, that we have left here is that there was a wild, wacky day there at Hallis Hall in uh, Chicago as a lot of uh, drama happening uh, there with the uh, Chicago Bears uh, yesterday, and it all happened on the general manager's birthday as well. Oh, happy birthday! It was his 38th birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. <laughs> you think he would have wanted a little bit less stressful or less Maybe newsworthy day? I guess so. <laughs> you know, when the parents are away, the kids will play, kind of thing. I guess so. So, uh, I guess it all kind of got started with uh, the Justin Fields comment yep. at the press conference yep. to uh, start the day. Uh, there, he basically said he felt like he was playing uh, robotic, and uh, his goal this week is just to say "f it" and just play football. Mm-hmm. That's when I play my best. When I'm out there playing free, I'm gonna go out there and be me. And then he was asked to kind of elaborate on why he thought he was robotic. Uh, Fields later said, "You know, it could be coaching. I think at the end of the day, they're doing their job when they're giving me what to look at. But at the end of the day, I can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's time to play free. At that point, think less and play more. Uh, no. <laughs> Just play, play free. Quarterback IQ. <laughs> that is stuff to do with that it. Is, yeah. That is a thing." It is, yeah. I think we heard this from Kyler Murray. Yeah, a little bit. And he didn't want to study, I, he didn't want to do anything like that, he just wanted to go play his video games. Well, he said that he does his pre uh, he does prep during the week. But he doesn't elaborate but just on what it is. But just on game day he wants to be not have too much. Because there's a lot of information overload uh, a little bit. I can I can see both sides, but um, I, I can kind of see his point there. I Just let him go out and play. Here's, here's why. If he was not making bad decisions, then I'd say, yes, you don't need all this information overload. You're right. But he's still making rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's not the coaching. That's him. Yeah. have We haven't seen the improvement. I was talking, like, as, as we talked before, Derek here at the station, huge Bears fan. Mm-hmm. I was talking with him. And he is not giving up on Justin Fields. And do you want to know why he said he wasn't giving up on Justin Fields? Why is that? Well, you can't. No, he said, well, we saw what he can do with his running ability. Then make him a running back and not a quarterback. He's a quarterback first who can't throw the ball. Can't find his open receivers. No. Because he's looking right at them or he's getting sacked. Yes. And I will. I, I agree with that. The line is awful. The, the the offensive line for the Bears is absolutely awful. He has no time back there. I get all that, but 
I was, again, talking with Derek, and he talked about a dumpster fire of the Bears. I'm sorry. That's an insult to dumpster fires. Like, this Bears team is a Ooh. garbage and a half. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. That's for sure. Here's some stats for you for uh, Justin Fields through uh, 27 games that he started so far. He's five and 22 in those games. He's been sacked 101 times. His completion percentage is 59.8 percent. He's thrown 26 touchdowns while 24 interceptions. He's fumbled 31 times. Mm-hmm. He's lost eight of those, and he's averaging 156.5 yards passing per game. But man, those almost sound like Mitch Trubisky numbers, Travis. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because there was a comparison yeah. of numbers between Justin Fields and Mitchell Trubisky uh, for their first few games mm-hmm. there for the first 31 or 36 games or so. I'm just waiting in anticipation of this, but I'm worried that I lost my stats. Ah, there we go. Uh, Justin Fields, 59.9% completion percentage, 4,469 yards, 1,591 rushing yards, 36 TDs, 31 turnovers, 79.7 passer rating for Justin Fields. Mitchell Trubisky had a 63.2% completion percentage, 5,644 yards, 680 rushing yards, 36 total touchdowns, 26 turnovers, and an 86.3 passer rating. And uh, that's through 27 games was that comparison. Yep. So Mitch Trubisky had better numbers. Yep. There you go. Now, do I think Mitch Trubisky had a better team around him? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Do I think Mitch Trubisky had a better line around him? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it right here on this show right now. Justin found a guy. I think we're. I'm not willing to say that in a week in week three entering week three of the season. But after this season, you better find out if he is or he isn't. You have to find out before now because his options up. You have to make a decision at the end of the season. And you have to make right a, now, a Travis. Decision. And I was going to bring this up because I just find it hilarious, and I hope it continues. The Bears right now projected have the third and fourth picks in the draft. Cardinals yeah. right now have the first and second picks in the draft because of how trades work money so if you're sitting there at three and four with a quarterback deep class you need to know Mm -hmm. what you're doing yeah because if you don't think he's the guy go get your guy Mm -hmm. or go trade back to get more draft and because again it's a quarterback deep class as we've heard projected Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent you know i to me I don't think he's the guy. We didn't give Mitch Trubisky this long of a leash. We shouldn't give it to Justin Fields just because he can run a little better. Right. I mean, yeah, the excuse on Justin Fields has always been uh, this is not the coaching staff that drafted him or whatnot and yada, 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 and I agree. Yeah. We didn't give Mitch Trubisky this many second chances, nope. but we're giving Justin Fields all the second chances in the world. But, of course, maybe that is because – the Bears thought that he was the future, and maybe they didn't think that Mitchell was the future here's, per se. Here's my thing, Travis, and and I've said this, and it seems like people don't want to listen to me, so I'll say it again. It's very easy to look like the future quarterback when you're surrounded by a bunch of five stars at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Trubisky at North Carolina was not surrounded by a whole bunch of five stars, and I think he was more – what you saw in college is more of what you got in the pros. It was mm-hmm. even because he was on a subpar 
average team. He right. wasn't on a super team surrounded by five stars everywhere you look. Yeah. Taking on the Northwesterns and Illinois of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. I There is no Illinois in the NFL. I mean, if there is, it's the Bears. I was say, the only comparison would be Chicago. <laughs> no, I think the Bears are closer to Northwestern this year than they are Illinois. Ooh. And Illinois is not great, but... Not as I, bad as Northwestern. I, I, Travis, this this is just, it's not going to, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Bears, you need to move on. Because the longer you drag your feet, the longer it's going to take to to rebuild this. Right. Yeah, it definitely is causing uh, a it's lot done. of damage. Uh, for done. sure. Um, but then uh, Justin that was Fields. That bad enough. Justin Fields later, I guess, during practice, he got word from his teammates because he said he didn't have social media. I don't blame him at all, but he said that uh, it got brought up that his comments were taken out of context. So he called a second press conference with the the reporters uh, around him, and uh, the uh, out of context was about the uh, coaching part about him being too robotic and he later said i'm not blaming anything on the coaches i'm never gonna blame anything on the coaches never gonna blame anything on my teammates whatever happens in the game i'll take all the blame i don't care if it's a drop pass put it on me so backpedaling 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 after (laughs) after some public outcry or eh, that Maybe I didn't exactly. Maybe that came out wrong. Oh, I don't know if it wrong was how you said. I don't know. Maybe it's the coaches. Yeah, maybe there was a little truth slipped in there. Maybe a, I didn't mean, a slip. I would never blame the coaches, even though literally just an that. hour ago I said it's the coaches. Yeah, right. What an idiot! <laughs> what a moron! Yeah, he immediately backpedaled uh, that. So that was a uh, funny that. He did that, but, you know, it was the first time that uh, it was uh, Justin Fields being uh, candid and open and free to comments in that previous uh, press conference there when he kind of uh, blamed it on the coaches or yeah. whatever. I, I, to me, like I said, PR training 101 for Justin Fields, and if you're that unhappy – then we need to get you out of there. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it was almost like someone in his circle gave him a phone call. Hey, you need to do some damage control here with those comments. Yeah. Because they're being construed. This this Bears team, Travis, I mean, there is so much. We still don't know where they're playing in a couple of years, by the way. Let's let's throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Still haven't finalized that, even though we made a deal and spent the money to get that land, and now we're backing out of it because it was way more than we thought it was. Now we have a team that was supposed to spend big this offseason, if you remember. They have the biggest salary cap space in all the NFL to spend big. The draft capital, They had the draft capital to to bring in some impact players. You struck out on all those. Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't do a single thing to shore up the positions you stunk at. Yeah, it didn't do didn't do enough. There was a lot of holes to fill, but it didn't do quite enough. And the one the one thing I'm not gonna blame Travis, it is not his wide receiver's fault. Because the wide receiver core is good. They're talented. Mm, DJ Moore, Mooney, both very talented. 
And, I mean, even uh, Claypool's effort in week one matchup was called into question. Yeah, that wasn't great. But he's had issues with that in the past. Notice I didn't Sure, I know. I know you didn't say it. And I'm a big Robert Tunyon fan as well. So. Mm, Tunyon. Tunyon. But that was not all. No. I mean, that would have been bad enough. That's a bad enough day. It was just. For your birthday. Just. Uh, hit after hit after hit as also Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, has resigned yep. as the Bears DC. And he said in a statement that he was stepping back to, uh, quote, take care of my health and family. And there was a lot of rumors and speculation about an FBI raid yeah. at his house that was disputed. Not true. Yeah. And. Uh, with that raid of his home, and also they said that Hallis Hall mm. was raided or whatever. That was later shot down and undisputed, not true. But, <laughs> wow, uh, the defensive coordinator, gone and yep. resigned uh, there. And, and it will be uh, Eberflus calling the defense call just like it was this last weekend. Great, because mm-hmm. that turned out so well. It turned out so well against Baker. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, so... D yes. coordinator. Baker out. Mayfield, one of the quarterbacks you could have had. Oof. Yeah, nah. Um, and then you could have just signed him this offseason. Nothing. Yeah, no. I don't want Baker. Okay, Travis, who do you want? Aaron Rodgers. He's not coming through the door. Ah, well. Tom Brady. Nah, he's not coming through the door either. Oh, then I don't know. Yeah, okay. Somebody else smarter than me can figure it Get out. Get ready for... I watch there's more tape than me. Are you, are you ready for, for what's going to start happening? Turning that rumor mill, Travis? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right here so I can make it happen. Hmm. Bears stink this year. Bears continue to stink this year. Bears get a top three, top four pick. Mm-hmm. Quarterback with the last name of Sanders from Colorado. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, maybe Ooh. if I were if I were him, I'd want to stay in college. He's making bank. Well, Caleb Williams is already going to do that if the Bears have the one pick. He's right, yeah. going to Chicago. His exactly. dad already said that. Right, yeah. And then it's just a revolving door, the backup to uh, Justin Fields, Nathan Peterman. He was released, and then later on this morning, they re-signed him back. Oh. Jeez. I have no... No clue what that was. And then also uh, one of the players that is protecting Justin Fields' blindside, Braxton Jones, was placed on IR as well. He is placed on IR with a, a neck injury. A minimum, miss a minimum of the next four weeks against the Chiefs, Broncos, Commanders, and Vikings. He'll be eligible to return in week seven against the Raiders. And Matt Eberflus didn't rule out the potential that it could be a season-ending injury, saying we'll see where it is. So left tackle, eye on the IR, protecting the blind side. Wasn't really doing very good on the offensive line anyways, protecting Justin Fields, but a blow there on the IR. So I think that was it. I think that was all that happened at House Hall yesterday. Just a busy, busy day there in Chicago. Awful. With news. Awful. Not the good kind of news. Yeah. But hey, Travis, hockey's right around the corner, so that's good. That's right. Get excited for Bedard. Yep. 
there in Chicago. That's the only thing you can be excited about. Well, it's not the White Sox, and it's not the Cubs, and it's not the Bulls. I'm sure still people are excited about the the Cubs. The Bulls should be exciting, but they always fail us. So, yeah, that's basketball, basketball mode. Yep, not there. I'm just not quite there yet. Not there yet. So there it is. Alrighty. I think that's. I think that's it. Yep. I think that's all all she wrote. So we are going to get on out of here for the uh, day. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We'll be back for your football of Friday of tomorrow. High school football, local sports, pick them, NASCAR pick them, NFL, college football, Illini uh, is there against FAU this week. That line just keeps moving. 15 and a half it is now. So we'll uh, talk about all that tomorrow. So enjoy the rest of your day. Peace.